Welcome to City Square Podcast, where we talk to everyday people about faith and work. My name is Micah. I'm joined tonight by my co-host, John. And this is an episode of fan-friendly feedback, which uh, means we got comments and we're responding to some comments. What's going on, John? It's when the fans give friendly feedback. I'm doing good, man. What's up, man? I am doing well. It is. <laughs> I'm tired, but it is fun. You say I am doing well. Life is I good. Well. I am doing well. <laughs> you ever uh, finished telling about the grill? By the way. Oh yeah, it's uh, a Weber Spirit 310. I think it is. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much it's one of their base models. I didn't need anything super crazy fancy. I just needed uh, something that would grill steak and burgers and that sort of thing. So I uh, had a well-loved propane grill that was on its second life with us. It had been well-loved and well-used by um, some friends of ours who gave it to us several years ago. Yes. And we moved to a new place about a year ago. We have a natural gas run to the patio. So we've been kind of waiting on uh, the propane one to kind of give up the ghost. It was on its last legs. So we traded up for natural gas. So. Weber's got good stuff, man. They're known for putting together grills that last a long time, man. Yeah. I have a few friends that enjoy the Weber kettles, those old, like, traditional round charcoal grills that... Yeah, some, people tried to sell me on, some people tried yeah. to sell me on charcoal, but I was like, I've got natural gas run to my patio and I'm going to use that. So at some point I might so, do charcoal if I become like a absolute fanatic about it. But, you know, it's like your uh, inner Hank Hill. Something like that. You know, when, <laughs> when they when they ask for their steak well done, we ask them politely yet firmly to leave. <laughs> So have y'all done steaks on it yet? I did. I did some today. Yeah, got them nice. Yes. Uh, probably medium. They were they were like on the border of medium, medium rare. But I'm still figuring out the grill, so I'll blame that. Medium, medium rare is kind of what you want. Man. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I think it's it's tough because they were like like grilling makes crappy steaks delicious, right? If you grill them properly, even if they're not that high quality. They're still really good. So, um, they were a little thinner. I prefer like a thicker ribeye in general. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, brand new grill. It was a bit of a bit of a thinner steak as well. So I was just playing around with it, trying to see the setting it's supposed to go on. You know, for my birthday last year, uh, I bought two tomahawks ribeye steaks, and I put them on my. I smoked them on my smoker for like three hours mm. and uh they came out like they came out i don't i think i remember them coming out somewhere but i don't know if it's medium medium rare i spent they're fantastic yeah and salt pepper garlic and dude, they were so they're so tender it's like john's having a spiritual experience right now <laughs> it's, it's, it is man. It's, yeah dude it was good it's, yeah. it's, you're laughing because you weren't there if you had you been there you would you know no, I understand. I completely understand. Yeah. 
All right, man, you want to get to the first question within our uh, our um, fan-friendly feedback? Let's do it. All right, so the first question they asked, um, they asked us is, should you dress like a Puritan? What do you think, man? You could look like a Puritan right now. Do I? Got the college shirt, man, looking all... Small fancy, fancy up tonight. Tell me. Okay, so I'm guessing they mean should you dress like a fundamentalist or a Muslim? Like, um, I don't know if we can watch it on. There was there was some sort of Facebook video I think that prompted this. Um, yeah. So I got like two. I got two suspicions. But go ahead. Yeah. So. This is a really interesting question. Um, <laughs> there are so because there's so many different perspectives on this in Christianity, right? Um, and like, if you get them like to the weird like subcultures, like within like Protestant circles, like some people get like really, really freaking into this crap. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you know, when you say like a Puritan, um. There, I might need a little more context on that, but essentially, I'm guessing it means like so, obnoxiously got, modest, yeah. you know, like no. It does. I think so. Yeah. So we can like let's go with like my two suspicions. We'll start with one of them, right? Okay. Which I think you're kind of on the right page. So like, there's like a a short real TikTok kind of thing with a uh, Paul Washer, and um, he's like kind of like making. I think he's like he's in a very Paul Washer way, he's making fun of like either this church or certain churches in a very Paul Washer way. And uh, like at some point he says, I think he says something to the along the lines of like, it's like something along the lines of like, quit dressing like Puritans. You should dress like Puritans. Why? Because they lived a long time ago. And then uh, he also says like, the reason people don't come to your church is not because you're preaching the truth. The reason they don't come to your church is because you're weird. He's like, stop being weird. <laughs> and I like, if I can find a link, I'll probably I'll put it in the comments down below. Um, yeah. But like, I think he's kind of like attacking. He's coming at people who like are. It sounds like he's coming at people who want to like li- like to go way too far into like living in the past. Like this idea of like we want to like achieve this, be a part of like this golden era that really wasn't that golden. And hmm. it's like, so stop dress like you shouldn't dress like that. That's a different world. That's a different culture. Um, like, don't do that. And just stop being weird. <laughs> so that's my first suspicion. Interesting. What do you think? Um, I mean, I I would probably agree, and I imagine that I imagine that he, uh, like qualifies that. Right by like yeah you shouldn't look weird but that doesn't mean you follow your culture on lockstep. Um, sure. Yeah, because I would assume that's true because he already doesn't he doesn't do that. Right, I was going to say this is from Paul yeah. Washer, who's like, I mean, as a Lutheran, I think he confuses law and gospel a lot, um, which is a kind of a separate discussion. But yeah, he's kind of a weird guy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I mean he's he's wearing a suit and tie. Right, I think in this, yeah. I'm looking at the reel right now. He's wearing a suit and tie, which is the standard 
dress for the type of church that he's in. That's a standard dress that a pastor wears. Yeah, I don't so think I've ever seen a video with that guy in a t-shirt. Yeah. Like, I yeah, think he wears so, a I mean, suit when he mows his lawn. Probably. But, I mean, <laughs> at the very least... <laughs> No, he wears yoga pants when he mows his lawn. <laughs> um, so this, I think this whole discussion is being modest, right? Um, yeah. Modesty is really the, the, the topic at hand. Um, and what's your definition? Do you have a, do you have a definition of modesty off the top of your head? Cause I have, I, I don't part of it. Okay. Um, it's weird, like how I think to some ex- I think to some extent, like uh, to some extent, I think modesty is up to a person or a group to an extent. So the the definition of modesty that I'm going off of, which I I just have like a partial one, and I think this is part of the the word, is Go being appropriate. Yeah, which right. that is subjective. It's subjective based on context, for sure. Yeah. Um, but what is appropriate? What is inappropriate? Um, modesty. Here's one of the definitions: behavior, manner, or appearance intended to avoid impropriety or indecency. Um, and if there's any Greek scholars <clears throat> um, or you know Hebrew scholars in the chat. Feel free to drop the, you know, the Greek or Hebrew definition or whatever the whatever the case is. Um, so in in the, in my mind, then you know, he is being modest in, in wearing a suit. He's being appropriate for the culture that he is uh, ministering in in that particular video. Now, for a confessional Lutheran or um, an Anglican. Um, at least a, a part of them, right? The yeah. that would not be modest in the pulpit because that's not appropriate in their church rights, right? Their church yeah. uh, practice. Um, I grew up in you know the independent fundamental Baptist movement where we did not look like the culture at all. In fact, we were very countercultural, especially when it came to women's dress. And that's where you really see it in like the holiness Pentecostals. Um, even in Jehovah's Witnesses to some degree and, and yeah. some of the other, some other groups, some, some heretical, some not. Um, but the two I'm thinking of in the Christian world would be um, conservative Baptists and like conservative Pentecostals. And that right. is women in skirts, very modest skirts, like very, very long skirts. Nothing's form fitting. Um, you know, everything's got to be kind of loose uh, skirts and shirts and dresses and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, you don't show, you show very, very little skin, you know, like in the college I went to, they had like a two finger rule. I think it was two or three fingers. So a girl's neckline could not be lower than like from two or three fingers from her um, neck, essentially, you know? So there was all sorts of these kind of arbitrary um, rules in order to be modest in their, in their 
Dude, that's their definitions. Yeah. yeah that is well, and if you notice, um, I think it's Mennonites as well. Yeah. So it's 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 fascinating to me how this works. Sometimes you've got cultures like the Mennonites, um, Muslims, Holiness, Pentecostals, Fundamental Baptists, and most of the men wear normal clothes. Yeah. You know, they look relatively normal. It's it's the women that have to wear like the baggy burlap sack type of clothes. I mean, you know, Muslims got burqas and Mennonites. They have, they wear a head covering all the time. Yeah. Uh, and they wear, you know, kind of plain dresses and outfits. Um, and, you know, Pentecostals and the, the Holiness Pentecostals and the um, Fundamental Baptists that I'm familiar with, like long jean skirts, long khaki skirts, like that's kind of the norm. So I don't know. That's that's it's all seems to be geared around the women, honestly, in the the non church environments. So it's, is that why you don't let your wife wear yoga pants outside the house? Oh no, she wears yoga pants outside the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes, not very, probably not very much, honestly. Um, but you know, like for us, uh. Wearing pants is called immo- any type of pants. That's supposedly immodest from, you know, our background. For your background. Yeah. So, you know, just by virtue of her wearing jeans or slacks or, you know, whatever, um, that's, you know, termed immodest by some people. So I think he's saying don't be weird, you know? Yeah. Um, I think you can – there is a way to dress in appropriate ways. Uh, modesty – equals appropriateness um, that are not showing excessive skin, not being excessively tight. You know, this is for the women, right? Because men is kind of, it's just is what it is. Most men just wear the same sort of thing. Now, um, tell me what you think about this, about appropriateness. Some people rail against like shorts and flip-flops on guys. Um, so I've actually met some of those people. Yeah. Yeah. So on one end, like, I think it's, well, now that dudes are wearing, like, women's shorts, I might actually agree with them. <laughs> ah, dude. Like, yeah, don't wear women's shorts. It's, like, dudes are wearing really tiny shorts nowadays. I thought we got past that past, through the 80s, but now we're going I thought we were going back to, like, the Jinkos, man, you know? That's what I was cooking for. I for a while there I was doing a campaign <laughs> on the internet, make Jinko's great again, but nobody cared. You you just need to bite the bullet and start wearing them. Oh man! And so like yeah. I've got a distant family that the so like they actually did. I've got a distant family where I guess you would say like the dress code for the men was comparable to the women. Really? And so the women always wore the big baggy uh, denim jeans, and the dudes were always would wear pants and never allowed to wear shorts. Yeah, um, I, I've been to one. Ahead. I've been to one church uh, that men were. It was kind of like they weren't prohibited from wearing shorts, but 
they they kind of looked at that as worldly and immodest as well. So, and you know, there is some. It's not a completely even, you know, uh, spread. But in fairness, there is there are those people out there too. Yeah, and so what's the like? Why are sandals considered a inappropriate or not immodest? Oh, I don't know. Just because they're they're gross. That's not what men wear. I don't know. Was it a, a man's feet remain uncaged? <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy flip flops when appropriate, and I wear them when I want to. <laughs> so, if your feet are chalky and ashy, you shouldn't wear flip flops, or you fair? should like moisturize. You should you should do a lot of things. If you have gross feet, is, don't you don't yeah, need to show them off? Yeah, like why are you? You got six inches of callus in your foot. Why are you wearing flip flops? That's just like go don't go get you yeah. a you know go get you a pet egg or whatever it is pumice stone and <laughs> shave that shave that down. <laughs> I've never been in the uh, flip flops, man. I never I never really liked them. Yeah, I got one pair. But I use them for going to the pool and stuff. I mean, uh, I, I think a lot of like the Christian, like I guess what we call like Christian culture around clothing and stuff is just really weird. It's really weird. It's really awkward. I mean, there's a lot of hard mm. lines driven to where they should be driven. Um, yeah, I saw I saw some yeah. guy on Twitter, which is a great place. I always have to add that disclaimer. <laughs> it's a fantastic place. Um, I actually enjoy it a lot, but because I see a lot of these arguments going on, and I kind of laugh at them. And this one guy said, "Like women shouldn't wear yoga pants outside the house." And in that was yeah. just part of it. So I'll get back to the rest of it. In principle, I kind of agree, right? Because a lot of a lot of yoga pants, especially, and there are ways to wear them that make them more immodest or less modest, less appropriate. Um, if you've ever been on Instagram, you've probably seen girls at the gym wearing super tight, like skin tight yoga pants or whatever, whatever kind of pants they're wearing. I'm throwing them all under that yoga pants, um, that yoga pants, uh, bucket umbrella. Um, that's, that's inappropriate. You know, that's not modest. There are yoga pants that are thicker, not like completely skin tight, even though they're slim fitting. And I wouldn't consider those inappropriate in the same sense. So anyways, if he's talking about the one extreme, I kind of agree. Like you shouldn't be wearing those in public. You're just trying to, you're probably just trying to draw attention to yourself. Um, or you haven't been taught that that is drawing attention to yourself. You know, who knows? I can't read minds. But then the second part of his tweet was like, second part of his tweet was kind of like, you should only wear them like in your in your house, in your in-home dr- gym, while your husband watches you, like Something it was like weird. That, yeah. It was like weirdly specific, um, and really strange. <laughs> like it just seems, it just seems oddly specific. I'm like, and that's fine. Like, yeah, if you're you're married, you should enjoy looking at your wife, and your wife should enjoy looking at you know her husband, but. It was just, it was a really bizarre way to, to kind of phrase everything. 
And, you know, he got a lot of engagement and people yelling at him and stuff. And I just kind of rolled my eyes and moved on. So. How we get on your same thread, man? Huh? Oh, it's part of a, because it just, there's no option, man. There's no option. And um, I think in the same thread, that dude was like, hey, Christians shouldn't use co-ed pools or go to co-ed gyms. Yeah. Should be, those should be off limits. And if you do, I, he might have, he's, I think he might have gone as far as saying if you do, then you're not actually a Christian or something like that. Man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know like, if he said that. It wouldn't surprise me if some of those guys said stuff like yeah. that. Um, I, I saw somebody say, if you, if you think of the first person that you want to see when you get to heaven and it's not Jesus, you're probably not going. And I'm like, Like really, we're we're adding like it the way he phrased it. It's like you're adding that as a requirement for salvation, like to have this imaginary scenario in your head about who you're going to see first in heaven. I so, anyways, people are dumb, or oh, <laughs> your phrase. They can say stupid. People can say stupid things. I can say stupid things as well. Um, sometimes people say stupid things. Anyways, Twitter man, it's a fun place. It's, it's I love I love watching the counter signals. Yeah, people say something kind of dumb, and you know, like oh, you you want to go to a co-ed gym? You're probably not a Christian. You know, I don't know if he said that, but like, I don't have it pulled up for me, man. But there was it was something strange like that. And this isn't the yeah. first time that person has gone on that tangent. Like this person, like lives on that tangent. And so, like, I think I've got an issue, man, with um, with pastors who enjoy being trolls. Like, I've got an yeah. issue with that. That that there's nothing in like the qualifications for knowing that says thou shalt not be a troll. But I feel like it's probably covered under some of the other qualifications. And um, uh, yeah, maybe like that's the former Mark Driscoll fan, like in me or whatever. Uh, cause like Mark Driscoll was kind of like, was that guy and that failed epically and still is. And so yeah. like, I don't think pastors should be trolls, man. I just, I, I just yeah, I mean, I agree. I, there's a, there's a way to present that. Like maybe, maybe that was a strategy, you know? Yeah. Maybe he was trying to make a really hype, you know, hyperbolic point and get a lot of eyes on his podcast and stuff, and you know, or whatever. Right, because to, he has photos of his wife on his Instagram and yoga pants. Yeah, well, in fairness, the one the one that I saw, you couldn't really tell if she was in actual yoga pants. They were, at the very least, they were like capris because she was kind of behind. They were, they were, yeah, they were they were capri yoga pants. Man. Come on. I mean, from what I from what this was, and that was from like five years ago or something like that. What's Anybody who spends five minutes, yeah, yeah, go ahead. What's hilarious is he deleted that photo. Yeah, which means he, they were yoga pants, yeah, or stretchy they were, pants. Or they were, they were something. They were showing, yeah. they were showing some ankle. Um, which 
Okay, and then, okay, and then the same guy. Like, okay, it's different for everybody because everyone's church context is a little different. Right. My, my anybody who spends church, five minutes on the internet knows who we're talking about by now. <laughs> yeah, probably. We're just not going to say the guy's name. <laughs> okay, anyway, let me let me go. Let me let me draw everyone into the high church world. Okay, you. So if you haven't been to a like a liturgical service in like a Catholic, like a like a a solemn, serious Catholic service or Lutheran or Anglican um, or maybe Orthodox or something like that, or even maybe high church Presbyterian. Um, there's going to be difference in how they worship and how they present themselves and, the, and how the pastors are, are dressed. But a lot of times there's either going to be like a, in the Presbyterian, it might be a black Geneva gown. Um that's base or a gown is a wrong word, I think, but um, it's essentially like a like you know, alb and stole or you know, there are these robes that ministers wear of varying types. Cassock maybe is another one. So they'll look a little different depending on the tradition you're in, but that is you know very much part of how the service is. Um, you go to a Reformed Baptist church. Like the the conservative Paul Washer types, you've got suit and tie. Um, how I grew up, kind of the really conservative fundamental Baptist suit and tie. So most old school Southern Baptists are that way still. Um, this guy who was making a big deal about yoga pants. There's a picture of him like preaching in his church in like a graphic tee and like jeans and. I think he had like some sort of sport coat on, but it was like a big, obvious graphic tee, right? To most people from my world and the varying connected ones, right? The high church, high church world. That's immodest. Like that's inappropriate um, for a pastor to handle the word while dressed casually, right? Because reverence is kind of the name of the game. Um, now your mileage will vary depending on what type of church you're in. Um, I wear a shirt similar to this and, you know, like khakis to church. So I'm not like suit and tie in it. Right. But I just thought it was funny how different perspective, the perspective is depending on where you're kind of coming from. And this guy who's like lecturing people on proper attire is wearing like really casual stuff, you know, Anyways, that's fascinating, man. I do think there's a huge issue, though, when people become overwhelmingly concerned with the uh, with the outer appearance and not with what's going on internal. Because uh, any douchebag can present themselves perfectly fine on the outside and just be a complete dark mess on the inside. Like plenty of those people are yeah. in the country that you and I live in right now. And so, like, I think there's there's way too much concern on the outer. And, like, dude, like, I think that's one of the messages that, like, Christ sends to the Pharisees, like, over and over and over again. Um, is that the, y'all are, y'all look, are looking way too, like, y'all look phenomenal on the outside. Y'all, y'all are phenomenal con artists. But, like, y'all have, there's a huge mess that y'all have and y'all don't, y'all just blind to it. Yeah. Y'all just don't care about it. Yeah. And, so this this kind of goes into maybe the discussion with you know legislating morality right or yeah. 
Um, but I think, I feel like his strategy was, all right, he wants to have, he wants to push out some sort of message about modesty and appropriateness in our culture. Um, I don't know if his strategy worked or not. I don't know if anyone's heart or mind was changed. I don't know if that was his goal. I so, think so it's, it's kind of hard to tell, right? But if I don't think it is. If you, I don't think it's hard to tell. Okay, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. But if your goal it, with if you have a big platform on Twitter and your podcast and you're a pastor yeah. or whatever, and your goal is to push, you know, uh, push out messages that are that are po- a net positive for society, not positive in the sense that they're feel good and nice, but that they do good. Like they 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 are either tr- truthful. Um, or they're truthful and helpful, right? Like you, hopefully you want to hit that sweet spot. So I don't know what his motivations were, but it, it's, it, it wasn't that like he might, that might've been had an element of truth in it, but the presentation of it was not modest. I'll say that. (laughs) I just, it was just weird, man. I don't get making such a big deal. Like, like there's more important things. Like, I don't know if you want to like, it's a a balance. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, I like, I kind of like, I think my point at the beginning is like a lot of times I think modesty is modesty is generally a subjective thing. And I think you kind of like made that point when you were talking about, um, I guess the, what I would call the expectations for how a pastor dresses. And so, like, this person you said was in a sports coat and a graphic tee. I mean, that's still, that'd be formal for some people who grew up probably in a more mainline evangelical church where, like, the, the pastor might be, like, in a t-shirt and jeans or something like that. Like, yeah. you see, um, in a lot of, I guess, the more, like, some, like, in a lot of, like, the more neo-reformed, neo-Calvinistic churches, um, on the, like the, I, 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 from the IFB background, suit and tie, a more traditional reform, Protestant suit and tie. Um, like, if you get to more of the Orthodox, it's a whole nother kind of thing. Um, that I don't understand, which is fine. <laughs> um, and so, like, a lot of that is subjective, man. Um, and so, like, modest women in America are going to look like, prostitutes in uh, the Middle East. Um, I'll let, like, a lot of that stuff is subjective. So, like, I still kind of go with that, man. Yeah. A lot of it is is subjective, and to some extent, even though it is subjective, it should reflect on the internal. But go ahead. I agree. I think I I agree to an extent, right? Because I think that it's not wholly subjective. No. Right. Like there are certain, like you should be appropriately covered for the, like there's, okay. So, so modesty is appropriateness. So you're going to wear something different to the opera, right? Cause I know you go to the opera a lot. Um, you're going to wear something different to the opera than you would to golden corral. Oh, uh, dude, you don't know. So what high esteem I hold the golden corral, but. 
<laughs> I can guess. I can guess. Well, the opera, I think, um, has a dress code, so you're not allowed in through the door if you're not wearing the right thing. So there's not an option. Right. Right. Now, a fancy rest. Let's, let's do apples to apples or uh, let's keep it in the same genre. A fancier restaurant. Maybe they don't have a strict dress code, but there are probably certain expectations, right? Uh, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Um, you know, there are certain things that are not completely subjective, but are maybe more contextual if we, if we can use that, that term. Okay. So I like, I, I think you're not going to wear a bikini, right? John to the store. I mean, I hope you don't wear a bikini at all. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you don't wear a bikini at all, but like, you know, there, there are certain venues that are more appropriate for other things. Right. If I, if I ever get to come to try out your new pool, we'll find out. (laughs) You'll find out. Yeah. Where are you going to be staying with your bikini? (laughs) It's not going to be at my place. Uh, Yeah. But I, I think, I think you gotta, you know, there should be, how let's let's do this instead of dwelling on the, the morons how then should we think about um what we wear and when this is, this is all for the ladies we're going to give you some some advice ladies know, right? starting yeah. with john dude <laughs> i don't know man i mean i think there's certain things that like should just be considered like off limits right like this okay like I'll, i'm going to give an example for men and women and i think i'm, I'm just going to do that Women shouldn't, your butt should not hang out of your shorts, right? That, that should be clear cut and obvious. That's I should not that be for a second. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, booty shorts should you. be off limits. And like when, if a guy is sagging, he deserves a firm kick in the butt with a steel toe boot. That's equality, right? You're uh you're racist is what you're saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, you have, no idea how that is not racist. <laughs> <laughs> you should go yeah. hang out like in the college, the college sectors of your town or your city. Yeah. I think like for, for how my wife and I think about clothes for our daughter. And I think this is how my wife, I can't speak hundred percent for, but how she approaches it as well. Um, you, you don't want it to be skin tight, right? Like, but there's a difference between wearing a bathing suit at, at, at our pool than going to church, right? So yeah. there's the venue. You have to consider the venue and the audience um, for what you wear, right? And for for men, it's maybe less about how much skin is exposed because that's really not the, you know, the, the focus of men's clothing is not exposed skin or, you know, form-fitting stuff in the same way it is with women, Right. Yeah, so I think there's a little more, more. I think there's actually more overlap there than we are used to. We're, we, we're used to, but for the most ta- part, saying I'm a boomer or something. Nah, dude. But like, um, like there are dudes that will walk up and down the streets, like you know, what they call a wife beater. Yeah, that I would probably say like that should be considered. You probably shouldn't do that. But just like it's probably not yeah. a good idea for women to go to the store and like in a bra. Like a sports bra or something like that. Yeah, That's probably not. Either of those two things should be, like, probably considered off limits, right? Yeah, I think so. I think with uh, with women, it's more like the focus, of course, is on at least for most Christian women who are kind of what I would maybe term as the reasonable middle. 
you're not you're not going to be wearing you're not trying to be, be a modest but you're also not you're not Amish right um you know so you wear you wear things that are not excessively form you're not going to wear things that are excessively form fitting or tight or short or whatever um you know and you're trying to be appropriate and for men it's like yeah you need to be appropriate as well it's just it, there's a there's a different focus i think especially cuz men are more like i'm probably going to get in trouble with for saying this but men are like more visually oriented in general right oh, yeah, that's not true. not not in every single aspect right jordan dr jordan peterson always talks about the the fringes of things right because in general men and women are very similar but on the fringes of things they're very 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 different right yeah um so the focus there is different you know on uh on from from you know one sex to the other but i think the principle the principle stands is try to be appropriate for the occasion and the audience you know so so like, I, don't I don't know how much longer we want to stay on this topic um but i think it We'd kind of be doing a disservice if we didn't mention that a lot of the times when the scripture talks about women's modesty, it's not usually, it's not always in reference to like their, I guess, sexual, I mean, sexuality, but like they're right. being physically promiscuous in the dress. But a lot of times it's, it's in reference to them flaunting their wealth in public with their dress. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of the people who are hyper obsessed with modesty swing and miss on. Is a lot of the mm -hmm. times it's in reference to them finding their wealth in their dress. And that gets a huge pass a lot. Yeah. I think you can, you can, I think you can, you can put that safely under the, um, the umbrella of appropriate, right? Which is yep. what modesty means. But I think that we shouldn't ignore it because that is what I think at least one of the passages is kind of almost explicitly referring to. Um, you know, uh, you don't, don't flaunt your wealth. You don't, um, yeah, I don't, don't have it in front of me or else I'd read it. But, um, you know, you're going to be, our heart posture as a Christian, I think in every area of our life, at some level, there should be, um, a posture of service to our neighbor, Right. Yeah. In our in our vocations, um, husband, father, employee, um, friend, you know, church member, all that stuff. Everything that I'm that I am tasked with on this earth, um, that's all part of my service to my neighbor. So we should have that. You know, you're, you you don't want to operate in like a selfish mindset. Right. Or a prideful mindset. Um, so, like, I've got a really nice watch. Well, I'm going to make sure Dang. I wear that. Make sure I wear that. And, you know, oh, look, look at my, oh, this isn't it, but <laughs> this is a Fitbit. But, um, you know, it's like, oh, hey, guys, how are things, you know? And I'm like, oh, what time is it? You know, look at my, look at my sweet, sweet seven-year-old Fitbit that's about to die. But if that was my, my dress watch or whatever, or if I had a, some type of fancy um, ring or jewelry, 
then, I mean, what, what's my heart motive in that? Right. Look at me. Notice me. I want compliments. I want, you know, my ego to be stroked or, you know, whatever. So, so I think. So you're saying that Andrew Tate's got it wrong. Oh, he has a lot of things wrong. <laughs> <laughs>